Welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha, a podcast shared by David Roylance. This podcast is dedicated to guiding you to completely eliminate the discontent mind and the suffering it causes by attaining enlightenment. Learn and practice the teachings of Gotama Buddha that will guide you to fully attain a peaceful, calm, serene, and content mind with joy. To support this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha or visit buddhadailywisdom.com where you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online learning resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Now, here's our teacher to share more. Chapter 2. Why Study Gautama Buddha's Teachings The basic premise for anyone who might consider studying Gautama Buddha's teachings to attain Nibbana is the following. Life is unsatisfactory, and in life we all experience discontentedness or suffering. To be motivated to study and practice Gautama Buddha's teachings and thus spend lots of time and effort the world must be shocked into not being so comfortable with what is and be able to see what is the future if more and more humans attain Nibbana. If all humans see the world as a happy, delightful, and a comfortable place to exist, there is no motivation to do anything to improve life. Thus, one must feel very uncomfortable with life and its existence in order to be motivated to study, learn, implement, and gain the results of Gautama Buddha's teachings. The results are a liberated mind and a pure mind, Nibbana. You may have experienced happiness and excitement in your life, but you have also experienced a lot of pain and suffering that you would not want to repeat. Gautama Buddha's goal was to provide teachings that gave the mind a place where it could be permanently peaceful, calm, serene, and content with joy the mental state of Nibbana will completely eliminate discontentedness of the mind for every human. A practitioner's mind who has attained Nibbana will have concentration, clarity, and an increased ability for memorization which will prove useful in daily life. Gautama Buddha understood that the mental state of Nibbana is permanent while everything else in the world is impermanent. Because of our cravings, desires, attachments, and clinging for everything to be permanent, we cause our own discontent mind. Nobody can cause us discontentedness, but instead, we cause it ourselves. You will learn in these teachings that you cause all the discontent feelings associated with anger, sadness, boredom, loneliness, etc. And you will learn how to completely eliminate the feelings of anger, sadness, boredom, loneliness, or other discontent feelings so that you will never experience a discontent mind. No one ever said that life would be easy, but it's also not supposed to be tough. Learning Gautama Buddha's teachings is not easy, but learning and practicing the teachings will ensure life is not tough. Gautama Buddha's teachings are not to control an individual nor dictate what they should or should not do, but instead provide guidance that when practiced will lead to Nibbana, a peaceful, contented, and liberated mind, and thus 
a peaceful and content life. Everything in this practice is obtained through personal choice. A discontent mind, there are no quick fixes. Living as a human being can be challenging and difficult even in the best of times. The human mind is vastly misunderstood across all of humanity. Gautama Buddha's teachings are not based in belief. It is important for each practitioner to learn the teachings and practice the teachings so that you can observe the truth in the teachings for yourself. It is through understanding the truth in the teachings and observing those truths in practice that you will attain wisdom to liberate the mind. These teachings are meant to assist you in developing a peaceful, calm, serene, and content mind with joy where you are unaffected by everyday challenges that produce sadness, worry, anger, and other discontent feelings. Many people feel the goal in life is to be happy, but happiness is impermanent and cannot be kept forever. When the mind is not happy, thus unhappy, it will move to sadness, anger, or worse. Therefore, if we dwell upon happiness and pursue it as a life goal, the craving and desire for happiness will lead to a discontent mind because the mind cannot hold on to happiness forever. Happiness is still impermanent and is not the goal that would lead to nibbana or a lasting, peaceful mind. Happiness is impermanent and the constant craving of happiness is the reason why you have not been able to attain lasting happiness in your life. Gautama Buddha offered teachings that would provide the mind a permanent place to reside. These teachings lead to a mind that is peaceful, calm, serene, and content with joy, that has fully cultivated generosity, loving-kindness, and compassion, among other qualities. These teachings will guide you in developing a mind that has joy in seeing others succeed and is without greed, hatred, or delusion, and free from cravings, desires, and ego, enabling the realization of non-self. This is Nibbana, or enlightenment. Attaining Nibbana, you would have eliminated discontentedness or suffering of the mind. With every human attaining Nibbana, the entire world would be kind, peaceful, and loving. It is possible. But you must strive and work to attain Nibbana, through learning and practicing the teachings so that you can attain the results. No person or entity can give you Nibbana. You must gradually progress through learning and implementing these teachings. Nibbana is not a quick fix or an instantaneous result. In English, we use the word enlightenment to describe Nibbana, but attaining Nibbana is not like turning on a light switch. The mind will need gradual training to learn and practice the teachings shared in this book with the guidance of teachers. Nibbana is a permanent mental state you can attain through liberating the mind with wisdom. This is why it is the only thing in the entire world that is permanent. Once you gain the wisdom that leads you to Nibbana, you will not unlearn that wisdom and the mind will permanently reside peaceful, calm, serene and content with joy. The mind will be unshakable and unaffected by life situations and all that happens in everyday life. 
the mind will need gradual training in the direction of Nibbana. Your dedication and commitment to learning and growing is important. What will I learn? The teachings in this book are teachings that ultimately came from Gautama Buddha, a teacher and a person that never wanted to be idolized, worshipped, or have his image captured in a statue. It's not a religion, it's a way of life. These teachings and practices lead to a better way of life. Gautama Buddha said, One who sees me sees the teachings, and one who sees the teachings sees me. Meaning, he was a walking, living, breathing example of his teachings, and if you understand and practice his teachings deeply enough, you can see his teachings everywhere around you in real life. There is no need to see him or have him exist in human form, because we can see his teachings in the world. We do not need to see his physical form. Gautama Buddha is not a god or someone to worship or give praise to. He asks for nothing. He was merely a humble teacher who asked for nothing and expected nothing in return for his teachings. He taught without ego or conceit. The teachings of Gautama Buddha have been significantly diminished and are practically invisible on this planet. While we have temples, bhikkhus, bhikkhanis, and other traces of Gautama Buddha's teachings, those practicing his teachings closely, those who truly understand his teachings and the number of people attaining enlightenment through his teachings, is minimal. Gautama Buddha's teachings have been affected by impermanence. The teachings in this book present the teachings that lead to Nibbana as existed during Gautama Buddha's lifetime. While nearly 500 million people in the world are identified as practitioners of Gautama Buddha's teachings, there are multiple traditions with differing teachings and practices. The teachings in this book are those that existed closest to the time of his death from the Theravada tradition of Gautama Buddha's teachings. If the entire world practiced his teachings, we would not have massive amounts of warring, terrorism, countries fighting, an unwholesome earth, massive storms, people dying in poverty, children without parents, unwholesome drugs, substances, murders, rapes, suicide, incurable diseases or sickness, lack of education, and countless other aspects of the world that appear to be causing self-destruction of human civilization in the planet we inhabit. Human beings are causing all these problems in the world, which means we can eliminate all these problems in the world through learning and practicing teachings that lead to a better way of life. Humans can have generosity, loving-kindness, compassion, be pleased with other success, evenness of temper, especially in difficult situations, treat all people fairly, eliminate greed, hatred, and delusion while conducting their life in a way that does no harm to themselves, other beings, or our planet. There is a better way to live life through understanding and practicing the teachings that lead to a higher consciousness or nibbana. When is this world going to be shocked enough to wake up to the reality that no one is coming to save us? We must save ourselves from the problems that we have created. All the problems in the world are created by human beings, and thus 
human beings can resolve the problems we have created. Each person in the world will need to earn their own Nibbana. Are you ready to experience a life without suffering or discontentedness? Would you like to have clarity of mind and concentration? Would you like to learn how to have compassion for all beings with a peaceful, calm, serene, and content mind with joy, free of greed, hatred, or delusion, with the elimination of excessive cravings and desires that never give you lasting inner fulfillment? Would you like to create lasting inner fulfillment and inner peace? You will learn how to develop a peaceful, calm, and stable mind that is unshakable. A Rare Human Existence The following is a translation of Gautama Buddha's teachings from the Pali Canon, the source of Gautama Buddha's teachings. Meditate, bhikkhus. Do not be negligent, lest you will regret it later. This is my instruction to you. Translation by Bhikkhu Bodhi in the year 2012. Gautama Buddha explained that our existence in the human realm is extremely rare and unique. His simile described for us just how rare this existence as a human really is and why we should pursue Nibbana in this human state or we will regret it later. By chance that one obtains the human state. The following is a translation of Gautama Buddha's teachings from the Pali Canon, the source of Gautama Buddha's teachings. Bhikkhus, suppose that this great earth had become one mass of water, and a man would throw a yoke with a single hole upon it. An easterly wind would drive it westward, a westerly wind would drive it eastward, a northerly wind would drive it southward, a southerly wind would drive it northward. There was a blind turtle which would come to the surface once every hundred years. What do you think, Bhikkhus? Would that blind turtle, coming to the surface once every hundred years, insert its neck into that yoke with a single hole? It would be by chance, venerable sir, that the blind turtle, coming to the surface once every hundred years, would insert its neck into the yoke with a single hole. So too, Bhikkhus, it is by chance that one obtains the human state, by chance that a Tathagata, an Arahant, a perfectly enlightened one arises in the world, by chance that the Dhamma and discipline proclaimed by the Tathagata shines in the world. You have obtained that human state, Bhikkhus, a Tathagata, an Arahant, a perfectly enlightened one, has arisen in the world. The Dhamma and discipline proclaimed by the Tathagata shines in the world. Therefore, Bhikkhus, an exertion should be made to understand this is discontentedness. An exertion should be made to understand this is the origin of discontentedness. An exertion should be made to understand this is the cessation of discontentedness. An exertion should be made to understand this is the way leading to the cessation of discontentedness. Translation by Bhikkhu Bodhi in the year 2000. There are five realms of existence. One, heavenly realm. Two, human realm. Three, 
animal realm, 4. Afflicted spirits realm, 5. Hell realm. The animal, afflicted spirits, and hell realms are the lower realms of existence and similar to a prison. Once you are reborn into any of these three realms, it is like being trapped and it is extremely difficult, if ever, for you to be reborn into another realm of existence. A being in the animal realm does three things, eats, sleeps, and reproduces. There are some animals that also play, fight, and kill. In the animal realm, there is no ability to cultivate the mind to develop a higher level of consciousness. Animals are incapable of eliminating fear and other unwholesome mental states or fully cultivate wholesome mental states like we can in the human realm to attain Nibbana. A being who is an afflicted spirit has much ill will, anger, and hate, thus does not spend time to cultivate the mind. A being trapped in hell is in such pain and agony that hence they are unable to cultivate their consciousness. A being in the heavenly realm has so much pleasure from being reborn into this realm that they are not always interested or motivated to cultivate the mind. They do not experience suffering or pain, so there is little interest to meditate or cultivate a content mind that resides in the middle. Beings in the heavenly realm are often reborn back into one of the other realms, but one can also attain Nibbana from the heavenly realm. You have this rare human existence to cultivate the mind while in the human state, develop a pure mind, and escape the cycle of rebirth. The human realm is a perfect place for the mind to experience a painful feeling, a pleasant feeling, and feelings that are neither painful nor pleasant. In the human realm, we experience discontentedness of mind and thus have an interest to overcome it by cultivating the mind and escaping the cycle of rebirth or samsara. As a human, we can eliminate our fears, sadness, anger, and other unwelcome feelings while cultivating wholesome mental states. In the animal realm, afflicted spirits, and in hell, it is impossible to develop the consciousness to eliminate unwholesome mental states and fully cultivate wholesome mental states. Once reborn into one of the three lower realms, it is like being in a prison and very difficult to obtain the human state again. It is now that we must decide to pursue Nibbana so that we can experience the rest of this life without discontentedness of mind and the suffering it causes while escaping the cycle of rebirth, realizing a more peaceful existence during our time here on earth. Do not waste this human existence. Do not be the last person to attain Nibbana. Seek liberation of the mind by wisdom. Understand that anger, sadness, loneliness, and all other unwelcomed emotions can be eliminated. Eradicate every drop of complacency. Learn and practice the teachings of Gautama Buddha, which will completely liberate you from the darkness that has a hold on the unenlightened mind. You can decide to start pursuing the path towards Nibbana by continuing to read, learn, grow, evolve, and implement these teachings. Having teachers or guides is helpful and required to attain Nibbana. 
these teachings are not practiced as a religion, but as a way of life or lifestyle. It is humans that took the teachings of Gautama Buddha, Jesus Christ, and others and turned them into a religion. Religion categorizes us into different groups and causes us to feel that we should not get along or agree with one another. But I know that we can agree that it is important to have universal love for all beings, do no harm, and be a good moral person. We are here to get along, be well, and be peaceful with all beings. Living healthy and contently with all beings is the only way to find a peaceful existence on this earth. We cannot destroy our earth, have unwholesome relationships, treat others poorly, have greed, hatred, delusion, and ego with excessive cravings and desires while expecting to have a perfect life. We must first learn to have peacefulness, contentedness, and love for all beings. One key attribute of the mind that you must maintain in your pursuit of enlightenment and beyond is the interest to learn and be open to all of life's lessons, learning from all beings. An open mind that learns from everyone but practices the teachings to find the truth and wisdom in the teachings will most likely find nibbana or enlightenment. You will find the truth in the wisdom that liberates the mind. A mind that is closed and not interested in being open to learning from all people will wonder and lengthen their path to final knowledge and liberation of the mind. Many more rebirths will be needed to escape the cycle of rebirth with the risk of being reborn into one of the lower realms of existence, animal realm, afflicted spirits realm, or hell realm. A closed mind may never be liberated because it is not open to learning the teachings that lead to Nibbana. Gautama Buddha's teachings are not to be interpreted, but instead practiced so that one may know the truth and gain wisdom leading to liberation of the mind. It is through your practice that you gain wisdom knowing the truth and through wisdom that the mind is liberated. So if anyone ever provides you a teaching, you will have to practice that teaching to determine if it's truth. In this way, you can learn, understand, and practice the teachings to determine exactly what is the truth and what leads to nibbana or enlightenment. In this way, Gautama Buddha's teachings cannot be interpreted incorrectly because you discover the truth in your practice. If someone does interpret the teachings incorrectly, you discover whether they are correct or incorrect from practicing the teachings. Everyone's number one goal in life should be to attain Nibbana, thus be loving, kind, and compassionate to all beings. Learning the path to Nibbana and implementing these teachings into your life is like walking a path to a better life existence. We must empty the mind of attachments, cultivate a peaceful, calm, serene, and content mind with joy that is abandoned greed, hatred, and delusion while eliminating our excessive cravings and desires while dissolving the ego to realize non-self. This is the future of the world and how to create a comfortable existence for all beings where we respect each other and Mother Earth. Gautama Buddha provided us teachings that lead to a better way of life. Peacefulness, contentedness, a stable mind with generosity, loving-kindness towards all beings, compassion, 
being pleased for other success and calmness. Long after his death, people gathered these teachings for a better way of life and made it into a religion. Gautama Buddha was not a Buddhist and had no plans to create a religion. The term Buddhist was created long after his death. He was a teacher who taught us a better way of life. Statues were eventually created, and rites and rituals, along with many other aspects, were added that turned the teachings into a religion. Gautama Buddha's teachings are meant to be studied and practiced so that we can obtain the results of a peaceful, loving, compassionate, and generous society. His teachings do not contain belief or worship. You should not believe the teachings or worship Gautama Buddha, because when you practice his teachings, you see the results for yourself, observing the truth to gain wisdom. You discover the truth and you have appreciation for his teachings, but you do not worship him. Gradually learn to practice his teachings until they become natural for you. When you practice the teachings, you see the mind becomes more steady, calm, and peaceful. This is why a society of people practicing Gautama Buddha's teachings is widely peaceful and loving with lots of smiles and care for others. Look for ways to help others and support others along the path to Nibbana or enlightenment through friendly discussions and friendship. The measure of a successful nation and a successful society is not by how much money people have, how much land, and how much material possessions that exist. The measure of a successful nation and a successful society is how calm and peaceful the people are among each other. Are the people generally peaceful, considerate, warm, kind, and open to helping all beings? Do people work together to help each other to cultivate a warm, loving society? Is there fighting, racism, hatred, ill will, greed, hate groups, mass shootings, no time for family, all work, and no time for a peaceful coexistence? That is not success. It is not freedom. If you would like to model a truly successful and peaceful society, look at Thailand. These people have figured out how to peacefully coexist for multiple centuries and are practitioners of Gautama Buddha's teachings. It is not an experiment. It's proven truth. How did people learn during the lifetime of Gautama Buddha? Gautama Buddha attained full and perfect enlightenment through independent realization of Nibbana. In the pursuit of independently realized Nibbana or enlightenment, a person obtains extensive amounts of wisdom in order to attain their own enlightenment without any teachers. Gautama Buddha's knowledge is represented by all the soil on the earth, while what he taught during his lifetime that leads to Nibbana was represented only by the soil that exists under his fingernail. During the lifetime of Gautama Buddha, there were many seekers of wisdom. Recognizing Gautama Buddha's high degree of enlightenment as the fully, perfectly enlightened Buddha, Humans asked him questions and received teachings. This is how people learned. As a fully perfectly enlightened Buddha, you have extensive amounts of wisdom represented by all the soil of all of the earth. Gautama Buddha only ever shared teachings that liberate the mind to attain Nibbana and would only teach that which people asked and which helped lead the people to Nibbana. However, he did not answer all questions asked of him 
because the answers were not beneficial and did not lead to Nibbana. Through the questions people asked, Gautama Buddha understood what people needed to know so that he could guide them to Nibbana. Gautama Buddha would not have enough time during his lifetime to teach everything that he knew as a fully perfectly enlightened Buddha. That would be too difficult and lengthy. So, it is questions from the students that allowed Gautama Buddha to provide teachings people needed to liberate their mind. You should also view this practice as an independent journey in which you seek guidance from teachers, but you ensure you are asking questions to seek more and more knowledge from your teachers. Today, it seems that everyone wants and craves to teach and few want to learn. Due to extensive amounts of craving to show their wisdom and craving for increased amounts of ego, it is extremely common for people to share their information and rare for people to ask questions to learn from others. Many want to teach, but rarely do people want to learn. If humanity is going to evolve past its current state of existence, there will need to be open-minded people who are interested to learn to ask questions and gain the teachings needed to liberate the mind of billions of humans on this planet. When you know of someone that has knowledge that you'd like to acquire, ask them questions and listen attentively to the answers, then ask them more questions and still more. Start learning and listening to gain knowledge. Let the teacher know what questions you have so they can guide you to liberate the mind by wisdom through your own practice of these teachings. Establishing a solid practice of these teachings. To get started learning and practicing these teachings, it is important that you develop a consistent meditation practice to train the mind, which includes guidance from teachers. The chapter, Meditation, Developing Your Practice, will guide you in establishing a dedicated meditation practice. You will need the teachings, teachers, dedication and commitment to learning and growing towards attaining Nibbana. In the world of Gautama Buddha's teachings, there are several sources of information and teachings. It is important that you source the teachings from a reliable source that is dedicated to the accurate translation of the Pali text. Assembled into 45 volumes of books, the Pali text, or Pali Canon, is the original source of Gautama Buddha's teachings. This book has reliable translations of Gautama Buddha's teachings and the experiences of a dedicated practitioner and teacher to guide you in learning and practicing the teachings. Internet sources such as Wikipedia and others are not considered reliable sources of the teachings. When you find teachers who have attained Nibbana, they will have a reliable source of the teachings. More on how to find teachers who have attained Nibbana later in this book. Study these teachings and practice the teachings so that you can independently observe the truth with the help of teachers. Do not just believe anything you learn in this tradition of teachings, including those teachings in this book. Belief will not liberate the mind through wisdom. It is only when you observe the truth in the teachings that then becomes wisdom will you understand the truth of reality so the mind can be liberated to attain Nibbana. The Pali text the source of Gautama Buddha's teachings, does not have everything you need to attain Nibbana. This is why having this book and teachers who have attained Nibbana and who share their experiences is important as a guiding light for you. This is why Gautama Buddha encouraged us to learn and practice the teachings. 
He was encouraging us to practice the teachings to determine the truth for ourselves with guidance from teachers where you are attaining growth. You will know the teachings are truth if you practice those teachings and they produce results, which liberates the mind. As you study and practice the teachings, you should notice that the mind gradually becomes more peaceful, calm, and stable. You should have observed truth in your practice and notice that the teachings you study and the practice you develop are progressing you further along the path. Then you will know for sure that the teachings and teachers you are learning with is accurate and helpful. If the mind is abandoning feelings such as anger, hatred, judgment, ill will, and is cultivating such qualities as generosity, loving-kindness, compassion, and equanimity, then the teachings you study and the practice you have established is leading you on the right path. There are many qualities of the mind that you will need to eliminate and cultivate. As part of learning and practicing these teachings, you should notice gradual improvements in the mind as you near closer and closer to Nibbana. It is your practice of the teachings that sorts through the impermanence that affects all things, including the impermanence that affects the teachings of Gautama Buddha. It is your practice of the teachings where you discover the truth to liberate the mind. As you progress in your learning and practice, reflect on those teachings through practice of the teachings so that you can determine the truth for yourself. In this way, you will not be misled because the benefits of what you learn and practice are independently observable. These teachings and practices are based on guiding you to discover the truth and are not based on belief. The teachings and practices in this book will assist you on the journey to Nibbana. All the benefits you attain through these teachings and practices are based on your personal choices to learn and practice the teachings closer and closer to that which are known to produce Nibbana. A wise one is not going to hope, dream, or wish for awakening of the mind, but instead take consistent and deliberate steps towards attaining their own awakening. The end of each chapter will have learning resources for further exploration. You will be able to explore videos, podcasts, quizzes, etc. to deepen your learning of the content you read in each chapter. Please see the ebook for more details on these resources. As you have questions or need clarification on these teachings, you are welcome to post those into the Facebook group, Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha, or contact the author privately for in-depth learning. Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Daily Wisdom 999. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To provide support for this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha. To access more teachings, visit buddhadailywisdom.com. There, you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Remember to establish a daily, consistent meditation practice, along with learning and practicing these teachings. A well-developed meditation practice is the foundation in which to train the mind to attain enlightenment.